Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode, which I believe this is the first time ever that we're going to cover a topic on all three feeds at the same time. So this is going to be on the Awakened Man, the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and Confessions of an Obese Child. Why? Well, we're going to talk about neurosis and neurotic behavior, and we're going to go through about 20 signs that you might be neurotic. And you're like, well, Gregory, why is this on Confessions of an Obese Child? Well, because I'm neurotic. I am neurotic. I am a neurotic insomniac. I'm an anxious neurotic. And... I thought it'd be good just to uh, cover these things, just to cover these things to see maybe because you might know neurotics in your life, or you might be a neurotic, or you want to know how to deal with neurotics. And let me tell you, I think in Hollywood, the most common view of a of, of like a neurotic person is going to be the Jews in Hollywood. So like Woody Allen in his old movies for you old timers or Seinfeld or Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, these overly analytical curmudgeon types. And let me tell you just personally, I'm a little like those people, but not, not really, not really too bad. But look, neurotic people are classic for overthinking, over worrying, unable to let things go, preoccupied with their health and their jobs, and it can interfere with work and relationships and overall state of mind. It can really affect you deleteriously on a lot of levels. Now, there's some benefits to being neurotics. There's some studies that show that neurotic people are highly sensitive and they're empathetic. Now, you can, like when someone's going through something, you want to reach out and help them. And that's a good thing, right? You want to be around people that are empathetic. You don't want to be around people who only care about their own needs and they're kind of narcissistic in that regard. But neurotic people tend to have negative negative characteristics connected to it. And it can be very draining to be with a neurotic because neurotics are overanalytical. So they're overanalyzing everything you say or you don't say. And they, it's not like they choose it. Neuroses, like a lot of psychiatric problems, stems from early childhood issues. Lack of nurturance. You know, there was a break in your psyche on one level. And you can say this about narcissism. You could say this about even schizophrenia. You can say this about PTSD, OCD, a lot of the impulse control disorders like drinking and compulsive shopping. There's normally a problem in your childhood, and this is another reason I wanted to have this over here at the Confessions feed, because that's where I talk about my personal uh, dysfunctional interfamilial dynamics that I had as a kid. So let's go through some some behaviors that you would see a neurotic have. Now, neurotics, and I don't say this to toot my own, but neurotics tend to be smart. They tend to be high IQ. And that's a double-edged sword, because... Since they're high IQ, they're very good at like analyzing, interpreting, and these things like this. But the problem with the neurotic is they can't turn it off. They can't turn it off. And this is why you see neurotics have 
problems with relationships. You see neurotics, not all of them, have insomnia because they just can't turn off their mind. And so like for me, and I talk about this, oh my God, it must have been like episode 24 of formerly Holistic Health News, formerly Naturopathic Earth News, which is now The Awakened Man. Kind of like what goes through my mind. I don't want to spend too much time here on, on it, but it's like there's OCD elements to, to, to me. Not like I have to wash my hands 20 times, but there's a checklist essentially in my head that I must do for me to have any chance of sleeping well. And it's all completely irrational. Temperature's got to be a certain temperature. I got to have my fan on, my portable fan, but it can't make any noises because I'll fix it on the noises. My hands have to be in a certain position. I have to have my podcast ready. I have to take a walk beforehand. I have to have my blue light glasses on. I mean, it's just a, a mental prison. And then you start thinking that you have to do these things every day for you to have a chance of sleep. And this is one of the reasons, because you guys will ask, well, why don't you take medications? Well, A, most medications that are for sleep have horrific side effects like Ambien, Lonesta. Secondly, the study showed they only give you about 10, 10 more minutes of added sleep. And you're, you're, you feel more groggy. You know, even on my days where I don't get a lot of sleep, I'm not too groggy the following day. I think my body's just kind of used to it. Then there's also the placebo effect. You know, there's a lot of people who take, let's say, trazodone for sleep or take something that's not even a sleep drug and they sleep better, but they get, they get I guess it becomes like a, 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 a crutch, a psychological crutch. So or if you can take it's Benadryl or Benadryl or whatever, you can, it's like, I have to take this. If not, I'm not going to sleep. So I know myself well enough to know that if I start taking prescription drugs, one of three things is going to happen. One, I'm going to abuse them. I'm just going to abuse them, especially if you look at the benzos, like Xanax, Ativan, these kind of drugs. But a lot of them are habit forming, but that's not why I would abuse them. I'd abuse them because I just think I have that that kind of mindset where, you know, when, when women they or men, they lose weight, they try to reach their target goal, but they're just so petrified of gaining that weight back. So they keep losing too much weight and then they become anorexic. It's kind of the same thing. Like if I end up taking a drug where I actually feel better, then I'll think, oh, well, there that now after one night, I'm psychiatrically hooked. I'm psychologically hooked, I should say. And I need to take this every night for essentially the rest of my life. And I don't want to be a slave to anything, including medications. So part of it is that, and then part of it, they got just abuse it because, well, if I slept well, then I need to take more of these. This is why I don't drink or smoke. I know myself. I have an addictive personality. The other thing, the other reason I don't think I'll take is because I will fixate, because that's what neurotics do. I will fixate on the side effects because all these drugs have side effects and I'll fixate that I'm developing these side effects. Right? It's completely irrational, but that's welcome to me. <laughs> all right, so let's go through some examples. So consistently feeling irritable. Now, this is all from BetterHelp. It's a site, so I had to give them attribution. But they they tend to complain about minor issues, whether they're constantly nagging you to be quiet or stay away from their property lines or keeping their kids off the sidewalk. They may just be that, you know, the old curmudgeon, old, old man curmudgeon. They can complain about physical symptoms without medical reason. Again, you just fixate like you think you have these problems even though you've never been diagnosed. Road rage. 
this can happen to. Certainly, I have road rage. I lose it when there's traffic. If I'm ever on a freeway and it goes bumper to bumper, I'm just losing it. Now, I'm not like shooting the finger or getting out of my car, you know, doing it. I just lose it. And then part of me knows. And I think we have an episode here way back, like episode 80, on uh, on Awakened Man, like ways to diffuse your, your road rage. And I know on one level, road rage is completely idiotic because me stressing, getting angry about it isn't going to make the traffic go away. So what's the point, right? But again, you're neurotic. Four, constant anxiety about your child's safety and health. I am not a helicopter parent. I'm more of a free-range parent, so this one doesn't really apply to me. Five, being overly aware of psychological symptoms. Yeah, that's me. Six, feeling distressed over everyday events. Something minor just ruins your day. Seven, guilty behavior. God, do I have this. I'm always guilty. I feel guilty. I feel bad for my kids. That they come from a broken home. I feel guilty for things I've done in the past. Just constant guilt. Now, some of you say this is religious guilt, but no, this is just guilt. I don't I don't have the, the kind of um, scrupulosity kind of guilt that some religious people have. I don't necessarily have that. Or I think everything's a sin that I've done. Eight, obsessive thinking or ruminating. Yep. Do that all the time. Nine, perfectionism. No, I don't really have perfectionism. If I did, I'd be doing like an episode every three months. You know, this reminds me of my ex-fiance, Kate. So the first three episodes of the Holistic Health Apothecary of what we covered, Essential Oils, uh, she does those first three episodes. And I remember I would tell her, it's like, look, because she would stop and start over every time she stumbled on her words or forgot something about lavender or whatever. And I would just tell her, it's like, you know, it's it's paralysis by perfection. You just, just don't have that. Just crank out content. But that was her thing. And I understand. Look, my content here is not perfect. And I, I certainly don't suffer from perfectionism in that regard. Number 10, dependency. You're too dependent on others to meet your daily needs. I I think I think I am dependent in that I, I put a lot on my friends. You know, I tell them what's going on all the time. And it, it's just too much for them. I think it's too much for them. They don't want to hear it. People don't want to be, here around, be around people who are just everything out of their mouth is anxiety or worry 11 trouble getting along at work um i mean this is kind of similar to relationships in general i've typically had good work relationships um 12 difficulty taking care of basic needs so if you're always sad or anxious maybe you're not bathing and grooming i don't have that problem at all i mean i go work out every day and i groom myself though i don't wear conventional deodorant 13 relationship problems yeah yeah, because they're constantly uh, neurotics are nagging and whining and they're fixating, and I mean, what 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 do you expect the partner to do? Also, you're fixating like, oh, maybe they're 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 gonna leave me or they're gonna cheat on me. You know, it's exhausting. Fourteen, being a drama queen, you know, stirs up controversy amongst friends, makes a big show of emotion about minor incidences. You're making your life miserable, but also disrupting the the lives of others to have a peaceful day. So I think I have some of that. Excessive sadness over minor events, yeah. Yeah, have that. The littlest thing. Envious behavior. You know, I don't I don't I have I don't have the victim mentality of 
oh, everybody's keeping me down and I would be so great and make so much money and have all these things if if such and such didn't happen. I'm just blaming everybody, a victim mentality. I don't have that. I've said here repeatedly, I am who I am because of decisions I made and only I am responsible for these decisions. If you go to the confessions backlog, I, I talked about uh, in my college years how I'd be so mad at my mom and dad. You, you let me get fat and I turned to food and now I have all these problems. But no, I mean, I forgave them, and that's kind of a victim mentality. I am responsible for everything that I do. The fact that I am in the situation I am in professionally and personally is only my fault. Only my fault. Do I have envy? I don't think I have envy. I'm happy for people when they succeed. But do I wish I had their success? Sure. But not to the point where I'm hating them or sabotaging them. 17, reacting negatively to neutral events. Yeah, um, probably overreact. You know, have you ever seen that Disney movie Inside Out, the one with the, the five emotions that are in the woman in the girl's head? Um, I'm like the, the worry guy a lot. 18, panicking in relatively non-threatening situations. Uh, I might overreact to some things, but I don't think it, I don't think I'm overly panicking in, in this regard displaying emotional instability i try to be i think i i kind of veer in different uh, kind of mode so there's always a constant melancholy in me and a constant uh, i would say anxiety in me constant but i'm not a rager i'm not a yeller but i'm constantly like melancholic and on an intellectual level of course as I tell you know people over at the the awakened man, uh, you know work on yourself, right? Work on all these things. Pursue excellence. Be the best person you can be. And I try to tell that to myself. So on one level, I know that my perpetual melancholy and anxiety is not good for me. Doesn't benefit me. And I'm trying to find ways to remedy it. But certainly, it's always there. 20, inability to function in everyday life after an unrelated trauma. Yeah, to a certain extent, I have that. You know, so what can you do if you're neurotic? I, I think you got to get out of your head. And and that's the thing is that neurotics are always in their head all the time. Always. So praying, I think, helps. Going out, being around people. But that can hurt too because then you're analyzing everything they're doing. But I think doing volunteer work offering things up, exercising, you know, offering up your struggles to Christ, to get closer to Christ, redemptive suffering. We've talked about that before. I think these are all things that help. And look, what will I tell you? Like if you're with a neurotic, well, you already know what it's like to be with a neurotic. So I don't need to really tell you uh, the struggles it can be. Just, you know, be understanding. They're not bad people. It's not like they're they're horrible people. They're just struggling like a lot of people are. They're just struggling and this is something that they have. So just all of us have compassion fatigue to a certain extent after a little while. And so it's understandable, like if you live with a schizophrenic or a bipolar or a borderline or an anxious person, depressed person, it's very, very uh, easy just kind of get tuned out. It's, it's human nature to have compassion fatigue. But look, if this is your husband or this is your wife and you made a sacramental vow to them, Try to just try to help them and try to work with them and just, you know, read up on it. So when they're acting neurotic, you can kind of speak to them on their level and tell them to, 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 that you'll work with them and pray for them. 
Guys, if you appreciate my content at all, please post an honest review right now. It would only take you two seconds, especially if you have an Apple product. There's two links in my episode notes. One is for PayPal if you want to donate a couple of dollars to defray the cost of hosting these episodes on a server. Also, Naturopathic Earth, the website. And there's a link there too. So go check out all the articles. All the podcasts for all three feeds are over there if you can't find them on a podcast feed. Plus tons of recipes. And lastly, please subscribe and post an honest review for the for the Awakened Man and for Female Holistic Health Apothecary and for Confessions of an Obi Shah. just helps with the algorithm so we can get this message out to more people. And please post an honest review. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.